Good morning and welcome to The Connection. I am Bill Sarden, the pastor of The Connection, and we are so glad you chose to worship with us this morning. And we hope that if this is your first time, uh, even if you're far away, that you choose to make this your church family online because we love having you here. I've got good news for you, my friends. God loves you. Today is our Youth Sunday, so we've had uh, several of our youth submit videos to help lead worship today, uh, and we are very excited about that. Anytime our youth take leadership, it is a great day. My friends, I want to invite you now as we pray to invite the Lord into your space so that we might be connected and know that we are worshiping together. Let us pray. Lord God, we ask right now, that uh, you connect us over the ether, over the internet, and make us one as a family of God. Let your presence be felt wherever we are at today. And know that we are worshiping together and that we are worshiping you. In Christ's name, amen. My friends, I invite you now, join us as we worship. Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress, and you are my portion, you are my hiding place, I believe you are the Oh 
a new horizon and I'm set on you and you meet me here today with mercies that are new and all of my fears and doubts they can all come true cause they can't Now we come to our time of offering tithes and offerings. Uh, And I want to remind you that even though we are just doing virtual worship, that doesn't mean we have stopped doing ministry. And we need to be able to offer our love and our generosity to the world through the ministry that we are doing, especially at this time. We still need your generous giving. And you can send uh, to either the address below or the uh, or give online at the internet address below. And now, Natalie Shunk will lead us in our prayer. Father God, I ask that you allow the Holy Spirit to descend upon us. I ask that you keep watching over us during this time. I ask that you open our hearts and remind us that even though happiness and sadness don't go together, that sometimes joy and sadness can. I ask that you remind us that even in the hardest times, we can find joy in the smallest things. I ask that you continue to watch over us and bless us and keep us safe and healthy. In your name we pray. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, We've got a few announcements I'd like to share with you now. Uh, Our first announcement is we are asking you to help make joy kits and make those joy kits for either children, adults, or the homeless, or you can do all three if you choose, Uh, and you can see on the screen, uh, we've got a list of items that you might want to put in those joy kits. Now, what you can do with the joy kits is you can either uh, distribute them to the homeless as you see them on the street, uh, give them to your neighbors, uh, to the neighbor's children, or if you'd like, you can bring them to the church and we will distribute them through the Open Arms Food Pantry. Also, uh, in that same vein, we now have a blessing box on Pratt Street. It is right across the street from the underground, and uh, you can add to that to bless those that need it. And what we ask is that non-perishable foods that don't have to be cooked and are easily open. So look for those pop-top cans. You know, we need water, we need uh, snack bars, uh, anything that you might think somebody who does not have access to a kitchen might be able to use for nutrition and to help them get through the day. All right, and our final announcement, Ash Wednesday is coming up. We are not too far away. We will still be uh, virtual, but we're going to put together some Ash Wednesday kits so you can participate at home. You do not have to be 
a pastor to uh, put the ashes on one another uh, to make that sign of the cross on someone's forehead. Uh, that is an act of repentance, an act of acknowledgement of our own mortality, and an act of acknowledging to God uh, that we need forgiveness. So we will have more on that to come, but just mark your calendars. February 17th at 6 p.m., we will live stream our Ash Wednesday service. Friends, uh, now I want to introduce Kate Foreman, who will lead us in our scripture reading today. Today's scripture reading comes from Psalm chapter 23, verse 4, and John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That was Psalm chapter 23, verse 4. And John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. All right, I want to invite all our children to gather around right now. Gather around your cell phones, your tablets, your TVs. Whatever you're using today to worship with us, gather around that. Because Miss Erin has a special message for you. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Miss Erin, and these are my helpers today. We've got Tom and we have Tess. And we are going to talk about joy today. Do you guys know what joy is? It's like when you're doing something really fun and it makes you happy. You're, yeah, something that makes you happy. So what things make you happy? Well, I'm spending time with my family and dogs. Mm -hmm. Spending time with family and playing. What makes you happy, Tom? Going to my nan's house and fishing with my baby cousin. Yeah. So let me ask you this though. If spending time with our cousin Ella and visiting Nana and Papa and playing with family and friends makes you happy, what happens when you don't get to do those things? You could call them, play with them online. But are you as happy doing that? Do you maybe sometimes get sad? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. So what if I told you that happiness and joy, although on the surface they may look the same, actually are pretty different. Would you believe me? Yeah. Yeah. So the way joy works, and do you know what kind of joy we're talking about? Um, not really. So the way joy works is knowing that Jesus loves us, right? No matter what, no matter what happens, where we go, Jesus always loves us. God is with us and in us. So even when sometimes bad things happen, like we get our feelings hurt, or we don't get to play with friends or cousins, or sometimes really bad things happen, we can still be joyful. Did you know that? Yeah. We can be joy-filled. And just to kind of help you understand, because it's a difficult concept to understand, we're going to do an object lesson today. Does that sound like fun? Okay. So I've got a candle right here. And I'm going to hold this up here in a sec. And we're going to light it, okay? I can help you. All right. Well, why don't you hand me this first balloon right here? 
we've got two balloons. We've got one that's filled with what? Nothing. It's filled with, well, it's got something in it. Air. What's in there? Air. Air. It has air in it. And then we've got another balloon water. that has some water in it. So both of these balloons represent people, okay? This balloon is a person it's happy. that's happy, okay? But what happens when we have somebody who's happy and then all of a sudden something bad happens? We've got this fire right here. Fire hurts, right? So something that makes us sad or unhappy. What's going to happen if I put this balloon? It's going to pop. You think? Yeah. <laughs> it did. It popped. And it put the candle out. So now we got the balloon that represents the person. Of water. Well, it has water in it, but what does that it's water? Sad. What does that water represent? Sad. No, this water represents joy. This water is filled with joy, knowing that God loves us and is with us, and that we have hope and promise always, even when things hurt. All right. So, what's going to happen if I put this balloon over the fire? It will. It will go out, but it will also pop. Let's see. What do you think? I'm oh, they're ready for. Look at that. Is anything happening? No. No. Here, let's put it even closer. I'm going to put it closer. See? What happened? Is it popping? No. No. Look, it got singed. Did it get hurt? No. There's some hurt on the surface here, but it's not popping. This balloon holds, and it's because it's filled with joy. So, I want you guys to think about the days to come, when you're sad, when you're hurt, when you're angry, you can still be filled with joy. With joy. And that joy that God fills us with, when we are filled all the way to the top, you know what happens to that joy? It makes a new. It spills out. For everyone to see. Did you know that? So, I want you guys to remember that you are loved by God. We are filled with God's grace. And no matter whether we're happy or sad or angry or hurt, we're always filled with joy if we accept it. Okay? You want to pray with me? Alright. Dear God, we are so grateful for your constant gifts, particularly your ongoing presence and activity in our lives every moment of every day. Help us to remember that you're there always to hold us and to sustain us and to keep us as we move through our lives and to keep our eyes focused on you and to spread your joy to as many people as we can. God's name. Amen. Amen. I think we're just going to change Miss Erin's name to Mrs. Wizard. She's always got the neatest, uh, neatest science project for us to illustrate God's love. Thank you so much, Miss Erin. Would you guys pray with me this short prayer? Lord God, speak to us now.
let your voice be heard. Even in the darkness, let your voice be heard and shine like a light. In Christ's name, amen. So am I the only one that sometimes I look at my children and I think, can these kids be related to me? <laughs> I mean, I'll look at them, especially when it comes to horror movies. Like Kimberly and I, my wife, we don't like horror movies. But my two kids, they can't get enough of them. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. For me, on Halloween, while everybody else is watching it or the Saw movies, I'm watching Young Frankenstein. That's about as scary as I get. But my kids, they think the exorcist is cute. There's something wrong with them. They cannot be related to me. But there have been times when I've watched you know, a movie that I might consider scary. Like when I was Wesley's age, I was around ninth grade, and I had a friend that was staying over, and he was uh, the star of our football team. He was uh, in ninth grade, but still was starting as the running back on our high school team, as well as our junior high team. He, he was that big and strong and fast, and we decided we were going to watch Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Now, as, as far as horror movies go, it's kind of tame. It's, I mean, come on, it stars Corey Haim in a uh, hot rod wheelchair. It, it's about a werewolf. And we were watching it, and about the only thing I remember is the fact that Corey Haim's uncle in the movie turned his wheelchair into a hot rod. But the other thing that I do remember from the movie was this one scene where all of a sudden in the movie, the lights go out, and that is when the werewolf attacks. And the movie ends, and like, you know, boys and girls do whenever they have a friend over, we were staying up late, talking, eating snacks, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the power goes out in our house. And I'm just so thankful to this day that my buddy Jeremy, who was so big and so strong, screamed out in terror at the exact moment that I did. Because, you know, the darkness can be frightening. And there's no wonder that we look at the night, the dark of the night, as a time of danger, a time of fear. But that's not the type of darkness I want to focus on today. Because... That darkness is remedied with a simple flip of a switch or pulling out a flashlight. The darkness I want to talk about today is the kind of darkness that grows on the inside of us. The kind of darkness that envelops our lives. For some of us, that darkness might be depression or anxiety, whether it is uh, something that is clinical or just brought on by circumstances. The darkness of a broken heart. The darkness that comes when we lose someone we love. Or even the darkness that most of us are probably feeling right now after a year of being in quarantine and dealing with the pandemic. That indescribable darkness that we are feeling at the moment that weighs down our mental health, and our spiritual health. 
That's the kind of darkness I'm talking about at this moment. And I wish I could tell you that if you said the right prayer, read enough Scripture, believed hard enough in Jesus that it would just go away like that. But if I did, I would be lying to you. And I don't want to do that. The psalmist is very honest in this passage. The psalmist writes, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, the psalmist is being honest that we in life will experience dark times, that we will experience times when our hearts sink and when our hearts are broken. And notice the psalmist says, when I walk through the darkest valley, the psalmist doesn't say, when God helps me avoid the darkest valley, or when God scoops me up out of the darkest valley. Wouldn't that be great if that's the way things work, that's the way life worked? As soon as hard times start to show their head, God comes and plucks us up and puts us up on top of the mountain. Or... God comes and wipes it all away and shines a light in the darkness that blinds out the darkness and we never experience pain or suffering. But we're humans. And that's part of life. And the psalmist is very honest that there will be times we are in the darkest valley and we have to walk through it. But he gives us good news and reminds us that we don't walk through this valley alone. He reminds us that the Lord goes with us. That the Lord journeys through the darkness with us. Every Sunday, I begin worship by saying, I have good news for you. God loves you. And I do that because the darkness can make us feel alone. The darkness can make us feel as if we've been forgotten. The darkness can make us feel isolated. As if no one loves us. But I want you to know that God loves you. Even in the darkest moments, God loves you and God is there with you. I want you to know that this church loves you, that I love you. Those dark valleys are places where we feel alone. Where we feel unloved and vulnerable. That we don't have to travel through them alone. This summer, I got, my family and I, I got the opportunity to vacation in Colorado. And we spent part of our time climbing the Rockies. Going on hiking trails on those beautiful mountains. No matter how thin the air got, no, how, no matter how difficult the trail got, one thing was obviously true. That up on those mountains, there was a majesty, a beauty. You felt 
close to God. It was almost like you could reach up and touch heaven itself. And have God hold your hand. In the Holy Land, there are mountains all through the region. It shaped their theology. It shaped their understanding of God and how they connected to God. My favorite psalm is Psalm 121 that begins, I turn my eyes to the hills. Where does my hope come from? My hope comes from the Lord. All through Scripture, we find this theology of God and the mountain all over it. Moses goes on Mount Sinai to meet with God and receive the law and the Ten Commandments. Solomon builds God's temple on a hill. Elijah, when he is being chased down by Jezebel, goes atop Mount Horab to meet with God. And even in the New Testament, we find Jesus and His three disciples, Peter, James, and John, going atop a mountain where Jesus is transfigured and meets with the spirit of Moses and Elijah. Even today, when we experience those wonderful moments, those best moments when we feel most connected to God, we call them mountaintop experiences. So it is no wonder that when the psalmist wants to talk about feeling disconnected from God, he chooses the exact opposite of the mountain and chooses the valley, the deep, dark valley. And reminds us Lord journeys with us and comforts us with his rod and his staff. This passage, this verse, we hear it so often in funerals because no matter whether or not we are reading it from the NRSV, the though I walk through the darkest valley, or we read it out of the King James, though I walk Through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For the Lord is with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It's no wonder this is chosen over and over again during funerals. Because there is something comforting about this. To let us know that in our loss, God is there. And God comes to comfort us. And God comes to care for us. As a pastor, I have been in countless homes either when someone passes away at that moment or minutes or hours after a loved one has passed away. And this is what I have seen time after time after time. It doesn't take very long for the word to spread. And this home that just experienced death now has friends and family and neighbors coming to comfort. Those friends, those families, those neighbors, they enter into the home where death had just been. Whether it's a large house or a small house, the house is transformed into a place of life 
and joy. It is as if those friends and family are Christ himself coming to put his arms around the widow and say, you are not alone. I am with you. In fact, that is exactly what is happening. For God uses us as his people to bring the presence of the Lord into those situations, into those moments. You carry Jesus in those moments to bring life and joy in the darkest moments of someone's life. When someone may be walking through that dark valley. But that's a dark valley when someone that you love dies. That is a dark valley that is very obvious and easy to see for your pastors, your neighbors, and your friends. But some of us walk through a valley of darkness that is almost impossible for others to see unless it's shared. Depression. Heartache. Anxiety. These are invisible to most people. They don't realize that you are walking through a valley of darkness. But Christ shines a light. We are told in the first chapter of John that the light will shine and the darkness cannot overcome it. This light is Jesus Christ. This light that brings hope, life, and joy to any situation. It may not bring happiness. It may not bring us a moment in which we feel like everything is okay. That's not what joy brings. But joy brings us the security and the understanding that we are not alone and that Christ journeys with us. That no matter how hard and how high of a climb it is to leave that valley of darkness and enter up onto that mountaintop. That if we'd let the light of Christ shine, we will not wander in darkness, but Christ will be there with us. And Christ is there with us in a variety of ways, my friends. Christ is there with us when we find that we have a clinical condition of anxiety or depression when we visit our doctors and they prescribe a medication or go see a counselor. That's Christ's light shining for us, leading us forward. Christ's light is with us when our neighbor calls just to see if we are okay. That is Christ's light shining on us when you stumble across a worship service online and you are told God loves you and you believe it. We are all living in a valley of darkness right now. More and more of us know someone that is coming down with COVID. Our hospital rooms are filling up. The ICUs are overcrowded. There's a light that shines. A light that shines that says we are not going through this alone. That we have not been forgotten. A light that shines that says no matter how dark and how deep this valley goes, 
I will remain with you and I will climb that mountain step by step by step. Years ago, I took my youngest child to Pinnacle Mountain and Ryan was about five years old and was determined to climb Pinnacle by himself. Did a pretty good job up until we got to those really large boulders that are on Pinnacle Mountain. I know I've told you this story before, but it's so true. But once we got to those points where Ryan couldn't overcome those boulders, Ryan looked at Daddy. Daddy reached out his hand and pulled him up. When we get to those boulders, we cannot overcome as we're trying to climb out of that valley of darkness. We have to be willing to reach out our hands and ask our Father, help us up. The way we ask for that help may be a call to your church to let your pastor know, I'm too lonely now, I can't take it anymore. It may be a letter to your family, letting them know that you love them and that you miss them. It could be sitting on a Zoom screen talking to a counselor so that you can let some of that darkness out. When we do these things, it's us reaching out to God. Is God reaching back saying, I'll help you up and I'll help you over. You're not alone in this. I have good news for you. God loves you and will not leave you abandoned. We're reminded of this at this table. This is why Jesus tells us over and over again, do this whenever you gather together in remembrance of me. It's because Christ wants us to know I'm there. I haven't left you. Though I died on the cross, I rose on the third day. Though I ascended into heaven, I sent the Spirit to be with you. Though you may not see me, I am there. His disciples were about to walk through a valley of darkness, seeing their God, their friend, and their hope be crucified. That's what lay ahead of them as they were at this meal. And Christ knew it. And he wanted to let them know it was okay. So he took the bread and he gave thanks to you. And he looked at them and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Likewise, at the end of the meal, he took the cup, gave thanks to you again, offered it to his disciples saying, Take, drink, this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
Whenever you get together, do this in remembrance of me. Remember, you are not alone. Remember, I have not left you. I am still here, though you cannot see me. I am here. So in the bread and the wine, you see me. You touch me. You know me. And I will give you grace and assurance that I am with you. Lord God, we ask right now, in our moment of darkness, as we walk through this valley of darkness, light your light. Let it shine. Make for us right now the elements that we present to you, both here and at home, the body and blood of Jesus Christ for us, so that we might know in the taking of these elements that Christ is here. And we do not travel alone. We climb this mountain together as a community led by the light of Jesus Christ. All honor and glory is yours now and forever. Almighty God, and as a people who truly believe that Christ stands before us, let us pray the words that He taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And so I invite you to take the bread and take the cup. Christ not only died, but He rose. And He is with us now. May the love and grace of Jesus Christ carry you through this dark valley and bring you to the mountaintop where the sun shines. Amen. So faithful, so constant, so loving and so true, so powerful in all you do, you fill me, you see.
so patient, so gracious, so merciful and true, so wonderful in all you do. You fill me, you see me, you know my every move, and you love for me to sing to you. Oh, I know that you are for me, I know that you are for me, I know that you will never forsake me in my weakness, and I know that you have come now, even if to write upon my heart to remind me that I know that you are for me I know that you are for me I know that you will never forsake me in my weakness and I know that you have come now even if to rise Thank you, guys. Y'all sound fantastic. You brought the worship to us, and thank you very much. Friends, if Christ has spoken to you today, if you have been walking through a valley of darkness and you feel alone, I beg you, reach out. Call us here at the church. Your pastors would love to talk with you about salvation and finding your way out of the darkness. You no matter where you're at in the world, would like to unite with this congregation, we would love to welcome you into our family. We can take your information over the phone very easily. You can even message us, message us, us, message us through uh, Facebook. Friends, now I want to turn the end of this service over to Lillian, Lillian as she leads us in our benediction. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we rejoice in your great wisdom and strength, and thank you for being always present in our time of need. We ask that as we go through our week ahead, we have a joyful expectation of what you are going to accomplish in each of our lives. May you bless us and keep us as we draw closer to Jesus. We pray that our hearts are filled with love and joy, and keep us rejoicing in your name. 
Strengthen us and equip us to do your service. Stop watching church. Start worshiping and being the church. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress. Oh, you are my portion. You are my high.